relationships and commitment to those around you and the things that mean something to your life are the most important things in the world, in your world. Hello, thank you so much for tuning into the Active Ingredient Podcast. I am your host, Sophie Wheel, and I am a deeply curious person on my own personal journey of self-discovery and personal growth. This is a podcast all about the journey and figuring out what makes us come alive and prioritizing whatever that is every single day. When I started the podcast over two years ago, I thought that I would get the answers externally. And the more conversations I had and the more work that I did on myself, the more I realized that every single answer and all of the truths lie within and in the silence. I know that may sound a bit overwhelming, which is why my mission is to have candid conversations with relatable humans who I feel have truly come alive and get really clear about how they've come home to themselves, as well as share my own discoveries along the way. Welcome to Active Ingredient. My biggest wish for you is that you feel alive and that you tap into your active ingredient every single day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Active Ingredient. I'm really excited for another guest interview this week. I know we've had a few back-to-back guest interviews and yeah, I'm kind of playing around with how often I should be doing solos and guests, but you guys are really loving the guests I've had so far. The reaction to Madison's episode from last week was so incredible. We had our highest downloads on first day of upload to date, which is amazing. I see you guys giving the episode five stars, which really I've said this a million times. And like, I only just continue to say it not because of a vanity thing, but because doing that helps get the podcast in front of other people that like to listen to this type of content. So that's really the only reason why I would even ask you guys to do it. But I have been seeing you guys do that. And I really appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, if you can just give a quick five stars on Apple and on Spotify or whichever one you listen on, I would really appreciate it. And I'm also just really grateful for the ones that are listening that have already done it. So yeah, really good feedback on the Madison episode. Things are good right now. I feel like I have personally been going through like a roller coaster of emotions of being on a super high high, then like going through like, am I doing the right things? Like, am I focusing on the right things right now? Like teetering on both of those truths and I was thinking about that because I was like, yeah, I could say like everything is good, like a blanket statement. But like the truth is, is that I have been in kind of like those two worlds. Like my business is doing really well in terms of like people wanting to work with us. And then at the same time, I'm like, the growth is scary. And it's like a different stepping into a zone where I haven't been before. And then, you know, all these questions and doubts come through, which actually are very relevant to today's conversation with the guest of the show this week. So Before I get into him, I just wanted to quickly thank you guys again. So this week's episode is with my amazing friend, Angelo Grunsieri, who is an amazing trainer, and he's the founder of a recently launched fitness studio in New York City called Happy Space, spelled H-A-P-P-I-E, space. They offer regenerative strength training, which I think you kind of have to like experience it to understand the type of strength training that he does. Because prior to doing his class, I thought strength training was like one specific type of way of movement. And this is something I had actually never experienced before. He offers the regenerative strength training, breath work and sound meditation. And I actually took his class the last time I was in New York. Truly, like 
I mean, I've talked to you guys about my yoga journey. If you haven't listened, I actually just became a yoga certified instructor. And so I was telling Angela after the class, I'm like, wow, like I thought that I had massive balance. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I feel like I really was humbled in that strength training class because there is a lot of balancing movement. There's a lot of focus on your big toe to stabilize movement. And that's a big part of Angela's philosophy. And I really had to focus and I really had to be super present because I was losing my balance every two seconds. So it was an amazing workout. I really felt it all over my body. It felt like it was the total mind-body connection because again, you had to be present. And also I'm so happy because Bloomberg just named them as one of the best muscle building classes in the city right now. And I'm just so proud and happy to see that for a friend and someone who I just really respect in the space. So on this week's episode, we got into his journey and his commitment to staying true to himself, even when that meant letting go of things and, you know, external things, apartments, relationships that he thought he wanted that no longer served him. We talk about the importance of planting seeds and understanding that the day that you plant the seed is not the day that you eat the fruit nurturing relationships, remaining hopeful and open to opportunity, no matter the current circumstance that you're in. The key word there is current and living between the feeling of extreme excitement and living between the feeling of extreme levels of excitement and also extreme levels of doubt that come with starting something new. And that's what I was referencing in the beginning. I think that that's something that a lot of us can probably relate to. I definitely do. Um, and I felt, you know, just really validated. And it's just like nice to hear with people that you really respect in this space that they also feel that too. So with that, welcome Angelo to the show. We have Angelo in studio. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have this short but sweet conversation with you. So Angela and I have actually known each other for a very long time. Eight um years. eight years? Yeah. Oh my God. So Angelo was a trainer at Model Fit, which is a really cool studio in New York. And he was. was. Yeah. They're not online anymore. They don't have streaming. I don't think so. Anyway, he was one of the trainers there. And I just love your classes, like love the movement. I think everything and everyone that kind of like came up in that model fit era had really good foundation on movement. Um, grassroots of really appreciating how totally. good it can feel to learn to move your body. Yeah, for sure. And so that's how we know we've known each other. We've stayed friends since. Just like from my standpoint of seeing like your career moves and trajectory, like I think that you're a person that has so much resilience that you you're so true to yourself, and that really resonates with me and with the whole purpose of the show. So I'm just really excited to talk to you as like your friend and also like just from a career perspective of things that I may not know of. Awesome. Can't wait to get into it then. So I always kick off the show asking the guests what they were like as a kid that they remember. And if you find that those qualities are in your personality as Angelo today. That is a beautiful question. And during COVID, when COVID happened, I kind of rethought my life of like, well, what are the roots of who I am? And how do I bring more of that into my life? Now, so one of those biggest things was I grew up on a uh, on like a twenty acre farm. I used to bring all the other kids over to my my property for unsupervised playtime, and we used to get into whatever we wanted. There was like woods out there, and we would uh, build stuff. We would play on a lake. We would create like objectives and goals and all kinds of things that we would take like you know months to build. 
and then we would like destroy it. I love that. <laughs> we would like play all the time and just make up stuff. It's like um, entrepreneur and then just say, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw it all exa- away. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that was how I grew up. And that was something I really wanted to connect into when COVID or as COVID was happening. And it's kind of happened in real life now. It was like taking the things that I find to be valuable and then inviting all my friends to get involved in it. I love that. And really, how can we kind of have a little bit more fun on a day-to-day basis? Why is fun something that like we don't prioritize? This is the third episode that I've recorded today and it's happened. It's come across in every single interview. The fun, the joy part of what our day-to-day existence is, is not typically a priority. Like why, why is that the case? It was ingrained in us. It wasn't even talked about as like, we need to avoid it. It was just never talked about, period. Period. Right. It was like, no, you have to grow up now. That's what our parents talked about. That's what our teachers talked about. That's what our employer talked about. Like, just grow up. And it makes sense. Like, the parent is trying to simplify their life so they don't want to deal with you messing around. The employer is trying to simplify their life so they don't want their employee messing around. The teacher is trying to simplify their education to you so they don't want you messing around. So it's all about, like, someone just having a little bit more calm control and a little bit less in their life. It's super true. I think that, like, it's the truth and it's limiting because so, in the yeah. environments that I've been in where, where joy is priority, the success that comes as a byproduct of that joy mm-hmm. is infinite in comparison to the simplistic, like, do it this way by the book. Like, that can only take you to a certain level. But when joy is the center of the conversation, everything that comes as a byproduct of that is very, very different at scale than simplistic, like, do it by the book. For sure. We need to be joyous in what we're doing. And that's like where creativity is created from, right? Like exactly. Joy, creativity, love, like that all comes from the same space of like abundance, mm-hmm. right? And then at that same time, when I speak into abundance, I also know that there's like a level of like toxic positivity in that, totally. right? And then like still needing to be segmented and hey, this is it. This is the way that it is. So how do you find that? Like, how do you have both of those things existing at the same time, like prioritizing joy and knowing the steps it takes to actually get things done. I shut my eyes on that one because that's just such a hard question. And it's, and it's something that you have to navigate with every experience. And it's something that it's like a trial and error. Like I, I have it with the studio now of like me wanting to be playful and like nothing matters, like do whatever we want out of the space, you know, whoever's involved, bring your creativity to it. But then, you know, some things work, some things don't work. And it's not about like, trying to be like, oh, this didn't work. I know the answer now. It's about, oh, this didn't work. Let's remove it. Let's see if we can create something else. It's just something that you have to navigate and and be resilient to understanding that there's some type of projectional process to that. So I feel like in your career journey, which I kind of want you to walk us through, like there have been so many different avenues. I feel like always with movement and like being true to the physical, to the body, the movement Mm -hmm. has been at the core, if I'm correct. Yeah. Why did that space first call you? And then can you walk us through like how you've kind of like navigated through each space now bringing you to having your own physical space in New York, which I actually went to this weekend and it is fabulous. I do want to kind of get an understanding lay of the land of like the whole process and why the fitness space in the first place. Yeah. Fitness space in the first place was just that was my first obsession as I was a younger, younger kid. I thought it was unparalleled that you could alter the aesthetic of your body through daily habits, right? Like food and movement Mm -hmm. that like completely blew my mind. I was also obsessed with superheroes. 
like as a younger kid, right? Like you look at that and you're like, I want to look like that because that's kind of like what's sold to you in media that like. As like it hero. Yeah. Like like the hero archetype is Mm -hmm. shown as this like jack muscular person. So Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, if I can look like that, if I can act like that, that would make me feel like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Horrible (laughs) advice to any, any younger males out there. Do not assume that. Anyway. That's where it started. Then I started like my first personal training company when I was 18 years old. Personal training and nutrition. It was called Flawless Fitness and Nutrition. Oh, wow. I <laughs> love it. Super random. Then when I moved to the city, kind of started over. And then that progressed into like the, the high-end in-home training as well as like the model fit thing. Mm-hmm. And then that transferred into digital product development for a few different big companies, like the bigger corporations. Mm-hmm. And then that also went into physical product. So like digital as in workouts, like. Like, like streaming. Ones, yeah. All mm-hmm. streaming, all recorded stuff. It was kind of like before streaming was really a thing. Cool. Yeah. Streaming, Who were you doing it for? Like Beachbody. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which was super fun. All like back end. Yeah. Which was awesome. Then when I worked with other companies in that space that were all based in corporate, mm-hmm. they sucked the joy out of it. There's no joy in that space. It's like fake joy. It's like, oh, we're going to allow the talent to just like do this, but we're going to all talk shit behind their back. And like, it's going to be all kind of fake, right? Then COVID happened. When that happened, I thought I was never going to come back to fitness ever again. I was like, the last thing I want to do, like, if that's what I need to do to make money in this space, that's not where I want to be. I don't want to deal with that type. I don't want to deal with the executive type. I don't want to deal with like the venture capitalist money side. Like it was just awful. You had a really bad taste in your mouth. Horrible. So I went back to my parents' farm, went to Kenya, like lived in Kenya for four months, did all kinds of stuff with the knowing that like I'm out here searching, I'm looking for something new and I'm open to whatever I'm coming across. So like I was like a a child again, joyous in the unknowing. How did you find comfort in that? Like, were you scared at all? I wasn't scared because I didn't feel like I was losing anything. You're only scared when you think you're losing something. Like in a relationship, you're scared of making the commitment because you're scared of losing your freedom. In a job, you're scared of making the jump because you're scared of losing the ease ease of your life, right? Like in what your day-to-day is. So I think that if if you're not scared of letting go of what you have, you can actually move forward to learn something new. That's really profound. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> appreciate it. Do you know what the difference is? I didn't hear someone say it. I experienced it. <laughs> That's what it takes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to lots of people talk about it. And that, I think, also helped me kind of be open to it. Right? Yeah. But yeah, you, you like actually lived it. it. But did you feel like you lost everything? Totally. So when I left, when COVID happened, I lost, I left the relationship, left like my dream apartment, left like a cushy executive job all the things and went back to the place where I like grew up and completely started over. had no idea what I wanted to do, had no direction. I was just curious. Things would come up and I would just say yes to them and then say yes to them with like wide eyes. The staying curious part, like that is the driver, I think, to the best, the best inventions, the best businesses or the best experiences, honestly, is just like literally driven by that being at the root. So where did it take you? It took you to Kenya? It took me to Kenya. It took me to Italy. It took me back to Kenya. What did you learn? Well, that's a, that's a wide statement or a wide question. 
about yourself, about life? Like what, what did you learn from the experience of having lost everything coming back to childlike Angelo's self, being in your parents' home and then exploring the world? What did you learn? I learned that relationships and commitment to those around you and the things that mean something to your life are the most important things in the world, in your world. It's like long-term relationships. It's like the trust of each other's word. All the dynamics that make up of make up a solid relationship are the most important things. And you can't trust someone else if you don't trust yourself, right? So I think you need to kind of go on these experiences where you're scared and you say yes to it and you do it. And in that process of exploring, you learn to trust yourself because you're doing the thing that's in your mind, right? Like you, sometimes you just get ideas and it's your own right and your, your own responsibility to kind of follow them through and see where they take you. And they might not take you anywhere. But they take you into another idea or into another lesson that you're going to learn to use at some other point. If that's what you learned in this whole thing is how to trust yourself, I feel like that's like the bounce point to everything, right? (laughs) Like if you can do that and you have like that discerning power and just say, I know, like the knowing is in here. And I do feel like society always like. And I feel like I just like put like such a dark cloud over society, but it's just it's just the truth. Like the non-trust of the self and like every kind of like advertisement or what we see on social media or everything. It's like, you need to talk to this coach to be able to do this, or you need to like listen to this thing to be able to reach this book to like understand business. You need to do all these different things. It all stems from trust. Like, yeah, you could be guided to the right book. That's actually going to teach you something because Mm -hmm. you know, because you can trust yourself to know that that book versus being fed what to do. For sure. And there's like two sides of it. Like in my process of like, launching this whole business and like launching like happy TV and, mm-hmm. and the happy pills and all of that. It's like certain people know what to do and then certain people know what worked for them. My skill set, my operation style, what I like to do, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at isn't necessarily their skill set. You don't know how to navigate that except until you start and then you're navigating it. I'm not saying this is the best advice of just like starting, but you kind of no. It is to, the best. You just it is the best advice because like you can listen to podcasts until you're blue in the face, but until you actually take a step, yeah. you can't physically feel in your body if it feels right or not. The path reveals itself as you step into it. Totally. So yeah. when you got back, what were the steps that you took? Or did you come back with clarity on what you wanted? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. It wasn't like you went had an eat, pray, love experience and then it was like, boom, happy no, space. No, not at all. Okay. Like, so not even that. Me and Steve wanted to open a studio. So we started like looking around for studio spaces because we knew that the opportunity, like there's a crazy uh, financial guy who talks about the opportunity is where the blood is. Super aggressive. That is very aggressive. <laughs> but I, aggressive. I don't I don't follow. Like, I don't get it. Okay. So like New York City was like burning, not mm-hmm. burning, but like oh, no, oh, okay, everyone was leaving. No one was here. Every like COVID was still a thing. People mm-hmm. weren't interested. People weren't ready to start working out in the studio again. People were scared of it. Commercial spaces were all empty. Everything in fitness was digital. And then we're like, that's the time. And in that process of like going to Kenya and spending so much time there and building a community there, you learn that the community is the thing that you want. That's the most important thing. And the thing that New York doesn't have right now is a community. We have money and no community. And like, I'm sure that the places that you were in in Kenya were not financially thriving, yet the community was thriving. Exactly. Exactly. Based off of fun and joy, for sure. That's kind of where it all started. 
So you came back. What year? What year was that? 2021? 2020? 21. Okay. Yeah. And so you found this space yep. where the blood was, yep. where everything was really cheap. Yep. I remember it. looking at some office space and I was like, how, how am I? Like, yeah. that's incredible. I mean, it, it, when we say cheap, it wasn't cheap, but it was, it was slightly cheaper than what it normally would be. But yeah. it was more so that it was like built. It was the opportunity. It didn't cost us $500,000 to, to open To rebuild. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a magic opportunity. Right, exactly. Also, is it weird that it's in the same street as... On the Bowery? Where, yeah, on Bowery. <laughs> like, I feel like you are Bowery, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's that was it's also... very natural. Kind of, the whole thing was weird. The whole thing... It's not felt, weird. It's the universe. Yeah, the whole thing You're was You're guided. Like, yeah, exactly. The whole thing was like, oh, this is kind of like deja vu, but it's not because everything is different. And to be honest, that's something that I struggle with internally all the time because... My brain wants to go, what are you doing back here? How did you end up back here? But then it's a completely new thing to build off of. That's first of all, thank you for sharing that. Cause I feel like that's very honest and very human. It's been, it's been intense. Like I, the emotional roller coaster that I've been on in the past six months has been something I've never expected or anticipated. What do you feel right now? I'm like excited. I go through like having massive days of excitement and then massive days of like, what am I doing? Doubt. And then, yeah. And those doubts just come with pivots, right? Of like, the doubts don't come from like you thinking that it's not going to be successful. The doubts come from knowing that something isn't working right now and that you actually have to actively change it. And that's also, that's like where the, the logic comes mm-hmm. in from like the airiness. It's like the airiness makes you feel the emotion. And then there's like a thought process and like a logic that has to come and meet that to make the next. Step. And also the patience and understanding that like the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the fruit. Farming, baby. That's so hard for us to conceptualize and be at peace with at a time where everything is so instant. Mm. Like, I, I don't know how to practice that actively. Is that something that you, you actively a, practice? You should get into gardening or farming. So there's, I literally, I can't keep a plant alive, Angelo. I literally can't keep a plant alive. Well, I'm going to teach you. Okay. All right. We're going (laughs) to, I don't know where your plants are, but we'll talk about it. Like I have a bougainvillea in in my Miami apartment and like she just thrived for like two weeks and then I forget. You got, you can't forget. You got to set it as an alarm. Yeah. Like once a week usually you have to water it. Yeah. I do think that there's so much wisdom in gardening. You have to give it a little turn so the sunlight gets even around the plant. Very important. Very good metaphor also. Like when you have to give things little pivots or like little nudges or just mm-hmm. little tweaks, you know? Yeah. Hmm. Little things. There's a there's a beautiful quote that's that's used in farming and it's about how the, the farmer actually has to survive off of hope. Hope that the rainy season will end. Hope that the sun will happen. Hope that the freeze won't happen. And there's all these things that you, you know, do to mitigate the changing environment. But the process is based off of hope. You don't know what's going to come out of that that fruiting season or that that growing season. But what you do know is that you're showing up every day to put attention into what needs to happen to create the best environment for that plant or fruit to survive and thrive. I love that so much. Like I literally could cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Yeah. So I feel like you are a person though that shows up every day. You're planting seeds. Like you're doing it. Do you like... What stage are you in as a farmer, I guess, right now? So we've been really figuring out like the class structure. So when I So talk to us actually for the listener that doesn't know, like what does the class structure look like right now? Okay. So when I first opened the studio, I was like, I don't even know what I want to teach. I've been on the gamut of fitness from like athletic development, sports performance development to rehab to the like the poshy, like 
model focused mm-hmm. workout, right? And I was like, okay, what Take do I your actually, pick. Yeah. And there's value in all of those things, right? So then how do you combine all of those highest values to that into creating a class structure that one actually makes sense mm-hmm. and two that you can speak into? So the class starts out like this. Um, it's all rooted in, I mean, you did it. You, it's rooted in your breath and connecting your body into the ground dynamically. Mm-hmm. So your toe is super important in this workout. Most important thing. <laughs> I've never heard, I've never been in a class that's like so hyper focused on your big toe. Yeah. And anyone not talking about it is they don't understand biomechanics. Like the big toe stimulates the muscle that goes directly up into your pelvic floor and, and supports all the muscles into your internal spine stability. Yeah. So you, so you're saying like any human like needs to be moving in this way in some capacity. If you're a lift, like if you're a bodybuilder to a yoga instructor, which by the way, funny, I told you this after class, like I just became a yoga instructor and like, I'm pretty balanced in yoga in that like philosophy. Right. There's specific poses that that are learned. And I took Angela's class on Saturday and I was humbled at not having the balance. I actually felt physically what it was like to engage through that toe yeah. and do a movement that was not something that I, that I at least had done in traditional yoga, you know? Awesome. That's Very great. cool. Yeah. So the class starts out, you're standing up, you're moving around, you're opening up hip stuff. And then we add resistance training, also forcing you to root into the ground, mm-hmm. right? So now when you are either pulling a band or reaching your leg or your arm out in some type of rotational movement or tilted movement, the position of your pelvis changes, which changes the position of your foot and then also shifts where the leverage is. So how do you counteract that through your core, right? So it's teaching your core to be stable in pretty much any position that you ever go through, which is great for one aesthetics, but mainly the rehab aspect of it. And And also the the mental, like for me, it was like, I had to be paying attention either. I yeah. like it was either I was physically in my body in the space, listening to your cues or I was going to fall over. It's yeah. like, it was there, there weren't any other options. Right. It's so, tr- it's so true. Then we go to the circulate section, which is like six minutes of a high heart rate movement mm-hmm. because you just take all that new attention that you just thought about. And now you get to put it to use with like some velocity and some enthusiasm and some power. Cause that's a just as important part of our being as the common still, mm-hmm. which I learned from nature. So going to Kenya, you see these like predator animals, these super calm, playful and centered and focused. And then, then like a second later, they're like sprinting at a hundred percent and like ready to kill something. Right. So you need to be able to tap into these different elements of your being. Then end of the class, we go into a meditation. So you take notice and you calm your nervous system back down through your breath and, and really sit back into your body. It's like, honestly, I really, really, really loved it. doesn't exist anywhere. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Can people also see it online? So Happy TV launches in like two days. Wait, what? Yeah. I, I, I guys, like, I promise you, I did not know this before <laughs> having him on. I had no idea it was launching so yeah. soon. Yeah. Oh my God. That's been like a whole. Okay. Well, we can put, I don't yeah. know, like we can put the link to that when this show airs. Cool. We'll do that. Oh my God. That's so yeah, exciting. So, then, so now happy me is like becoming this, this whole like triangle. We have the, the streaming, the in-person experiences, and then the functional food supplements. Yeah. I love it. I'm it's so proud together. of you. I really am like seeing the whole journey, seeing, I said this to you on Saturday, but just like seeing the whole process, I, I didn't know like the level of, you know, what this trip to Kenya, like all mm. these things that you've been doing in nature, like actually meant to you, like taking it back to your childhood. Yeah. 
And I know that like you're saying that you like go through moments of doubt and all that stuff. I think that's super normal. Like everyone, what? Massive ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone goes through that. But like the fact that you're first of all open and honest about it and second to have seen you through all these things. And actually like, I genuinely feel like this feels in alignment with you. Yeah. Like it feels like an extension of you. Thanks. So is there anything that you want to leave our audience with on, if it's someone that's listening, that's, that's wanting that, that like they want to live in alignment. They want to feel like they're in their most like wholehearted, authentic existence in this vehicle. What would you tell them? You got to show up. You got to just do the thing, like the thing that you're scared of. You're scared of it because it's either new or I don't know. There's something there. There's something underlying it. I'm not saying to just tell that voice to shut up. I'm saying like, explore it, think about it, meditate on it, and then also do it. Like, you know how we have like the meditative practices and then like also the fitness mm-hmm. it's to, it's to showcase the two sides of the the human psyche or the human being where it's like, we have to be passive and observant and listening. But then we also have to be proactive and those two things, we can't live in the either or mm-hmm. we have to be dynamic and go back and forth. So it's like, Spiritual community, do more physically. Physical fitness community, do more sitting and mm-hmm. listening. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. such good advice. Thank That's you so much for duality, being here. Baby. Duality, duality, man. If only I can have like a playbook of exactly when to tap into which side. You so know, that's the hard part. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I understand the that these two things exist. Now, how? Yeah, do it's you like marry them? Di- it's like two different voices in your head, and it's like, uh, like which one do I trigger today? We're gonna think about this. I'm gonna like keep trying to figure this one out, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, okay. So Happy TV is launching in two days. Sick. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, love you a lot. I love you so much. This was amazing. We'll chat more. We'll drink all the coffee. (laughs) Thank you so much for making it all the way to the end of the episode. You have no idea how much it means to me. And I really do hope that you left this conversation feeling lighter, more in tune, and with some tools to apply to your own life. Please feel free to reach out to me via DM on Instagram. I would absolutely love that, which I have linked in the show notes on any feedback or guests that you want to have on. And if you do have a second, I would really appreciate you giving the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and a quick review. It really helps getting the podcast in front of more people like you. See you next week.